You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy Friday to you. What a time to be alive. It's another Friday. We're here with you. <laughs> Kapow, how are you? Hey, bit of a different Friday from last Friday, am I right? Hey, I can't even see you today. <laughs> what even? Yeah. We are in our remote studio, guys. Um, I believe, Bianco, it may be at the bottom of the ocean. That's what it sounds like anyway, but we're hoping that you guys can hear us somewhat loud and clear. That's my best attempt at sounding like we're under the ocean. Bianco, um, how many times have I told you you have to wear your scuba mask at all times? Me with glasses and a scuba mask just doesn't quite work. It's not very comfortable on my face. How are you, how are you going? What's the news? What's happening? Look, I mean, it's been quite the week. Every plan I had, like most people, has changed a little bit. We'll be getting into that a little bit later. But the one thing that hasn't changed is us having a chat to you, Bezo, for the next two hours. And it's going to be a fun show. That's it. We'll be here for the next two hours. Text us at any time. 0404-000-736. We're sounding a little bit different today than what we usually do. But nonetheless, we're still going to be here with you for the next two hours. Just doing what we do every Friday between four and six. I don't know about you, Kapow. Oh, actually, I do know about you. I know enough about you to know that I feel like you were just as excited as what I was to watch, well, something that has been in the works for a long time. All the key actors of the program have been asked for years and years, will you ever get back together? Will you ever do a new season? Will you, you know, reunite as the six members of Friends ever again in a capacity where we see you on our screens for one last time. And it's happened. It's happened and it was pure magic, guys. It was just everything we needed and more. Can I ask you a question? Yes. I want to know, was James Corden a necessary addition to the Uh, reunion? (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. This is not a James Corden bashing, okay? I think he did a good job. I think that poor guy is getting a really hard time at the moment. And he did good. He did good. I wasn't expecting him, but he did good. Mm. But, yeah, I just it was just the most wholesome thing. And I think yesterday, considering, you know, everything that happened in old Melbourne town, (laughs) the fact that... Like, I was so conflicted all day because I was so devastated about this lockdown. Then I kept thinking the Friends reunion's on Mm. and I was getting whiplash from my own emotions. And like, the thing is, I think it was just perfect because I think Friends for a lot of people is that comfort show. So if you're having a rough day, you watch Friends. Mm. So the fact that that show was literally on the day we went into lockdown, it was just perfect, I think. Look, it was pretty amazing. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed... All of it. It goes for about 95 minutes for those who haven't quite watched it. Did it drop yesterday? I can't remember. I don't know if it yes, dropped. Yes, it did. 5 p.m. I, I just happened to watch it on the day that it dropped, and it's probably one of the only oh. moments in my life where I can say that I've done that, and I'm not mad about it, to be honest. It was so good. And how was the revelation about Ross and Rachel? Yeah, but it's kind of like, I don't really feel like it was a revelation. I feel like it was always kind of there. I don't know about you, but... Y- yeah, if you missed it, guys, um, word on the street, well, actually, it was straight from the actors' <laughs> mouths, is that, um, yeah, they loved it, well, had crushes on each other in real life, and they channeled that love for each other into the characters instead of actually dating in real life. And, oh, it just my emotions. It was too much. It was too much. Mm. It was nice to see them get to back together, though, and, and reminisce on all the things 
that, you know, I don't want to reveal too much because, of course, you know, if you were a Friends fan, you want to actually go and watch it. However, I was, yeah, it it touched me too watching that, you know, back in the day, just doing the air guitar to the introduction (gasps) of the show. You did did air guitar? My parents were telling me that I used to run around dancing. So, like, when the theme song would happen, I'd come shooting down the hallway and run around in circles. And then when the theme song was on, I was gone. Hey, you weren't the only one. I did that too. But when it really kicked in, you know, I would just, you know, go on like a maniac over it because it was so good. It's so catchy. But yes, guys, we cannot express to you more. This isn't a promotion. This is just genuine recommendation considering we're going to be in our houses for seven days. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. <laughs> watch it seven times across the next seven days. <laughs> I think I might actually have to. I feel like there's so many nuggets that I just didn't notice the first viewing and I need to go back and watch it all. And when they were all crying on the sets, it was just my heart, my soul. It was just, it was too much. It was too much. We were, we're not worthy of those people. Now that friends have had their reunion, who's next? That's the question I'm asking. Who do you want to see next? I just want to know if we ever have a reunion, Bianca. Are we going to get paid $3 million a piece like they did? Can you believe that? Wow. Incredible. That is not bad for a day's work at all. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Carl and Captain here for Friday on 88.3 Southern FM. Hey, Bianca, I saw some pretty distressing news over the week, which has left me a little bit shaken. What's that? That Brett Sutton's got a beard again? Or? Oh, my God. Can I say, <laughs> if there is a silver lining in all of this, it is Sutton being back on our screens. But I digress. Silver lining? Come on. An article came across my desk involving something that is very close and near and dear to my heart, which is the skinny jean. Skinny jean? Why would to... Is, is that a new thing? Or again, no. a trend? No, skinny jeans. Everyone loves them, right? Gen Zs are trying to outlaw them at the moment mm. and we're all about the wide leg. But as somebody who is of my vintage, we're very defensive because we grew up with skinny jeans. We're not ready to let them go. And then I saw an article saying that our friends over in North Korea have literally been banned from wearing skinny jeans. And if anyone was to wear them, they're imprisoned. Is it really a good idea to mention that country? <laughs> You've got me worried now. No, well, what, I just want to know, what's the beef with skinny jeans? Mm. Like, I, I feel like as someone who wears them most days, yeah, I need to campaign and champion for people to love them again because I just feel like if there's a literal outlaw on them, like, no. Yeah, they don't there, deserve this. There are some people that just can't wear skinny jeans, okay? And so I think this is where North Korea have done a smart thing and done a lot of people a favour. If it doesn't fit you, just don't... don't, don't go. <laughs> you don't say that. You know what Kim's like. He'll be, <laughs> if he sees something he doesn't like, he gets it. He gets but, rid of it pretty quickly. <laughs> but imagine if that's like part of your personality. Like if you're anything like me and that's mm. all you wear and then mm. all of a sudden you're like, if you wear these. No, <laughs> I just feel like we've got so many issues in the world, guys. We've got 99 problems. Skinny jeans should not be one. Okay. All right. Let us live. Let <laughs> us live. And this is also at the Gen Zs as well that are trying to outlaw them. Like they, they're great. They go with everything. They're comfortable after about, you know, three years of having them. Like, it's fantastic. All Justice. Right. 
Fine. But when you see somebody that is a skinny jean offender, what comes to your mind? What do you mean skinny jean offender? Well, they abuse the right to wearing skinny jeans. You look at them and they're probably too skinny or, you know, they think that they're doing the right thing by wearing skinny jeans and they think that they look good, but they probably shouldn't have been wearing those as their first option. I don't know what you're talking about. Skinny jeans are great for everybody. Um, They're a lifestyle choice. And um, I am deeply hurt by this and offended. Well, okay then. I'm not. It, 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 what I'm trying to say is, North Korea, I think, have done some people a favour by getting rid of skinny jeans because it can be a real sight for sore eyes sometimes. And I am just going to start the skinny jean movement. <laughs> oh, don't. Yes, guys. This, I always wondered what my entry point into politics was going to be, and it appears it's skinny jeans. <laughs> What do we want? Skinny jeans. When do we want them? Now. Now. (laughs) I don't think you've made it clear enough. No, I'll work on my campaign. I've actually got Jack at the moment working on it. Um, We're going to get posters and we need to come up with like a fun denim pun just to really get me across the line. (laughs) But yeah, this is the beginning, guys. Oh, are you going to model the skinny jeans? Are you going to put your skinny jeans all around the world? Look, I mean, I just feel like it, it. the collection needs to be seen. Not on me, but I could get people. Like, I could just have my whole team. Imagine an entire political team just in denim. No, no thanks. I don't think that's a good idea. No, it's happening, guys. The movement has started. If you want to be a part of the Skinny Jean movement, 0404000736, maybe we could come up with like a... I don't know, like a belt or something to really accentuate the skinny jean. I've got an idea for you. I think I could be your campaign manager, even though I dislike the whole idea that you're proposing. And I reckon that if you're going to have a song that you could use, right? Every sort of campaign needs an anthem. And I feel like, you know that song by Def Leppard that's Pour Some Sugar On Me? Yes. I feel like you could, instead of saying, Pour Some Sugar On Me, you could say... Put some skin on me. <laughs> hey, you're hired. It's not so bad, you know. I'm an ideas person. I always have been in this radio duo. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Like, I mean, I just, off the top of my head, came up with a whole political campaign. But yes, you, Carl, you are the ideas person. You brought the song to the table. Let's get this happening, guys. I'm glad we agree on this. It's Carl Gathered here for your Friday on 88.3. <laughs> Story time with Carl. No, it's not like that at all. This, well... A woman, yeah, there's a lot of women out there actually, but this one. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Catherine. <laughs> this one uses a particular site that you're quite fond of, the Tockety Tick. Ah, uh, yes. And, well, this is actually quite a confronting image that I'm looking at right now. Because what she has done, <laughs> and to be honest, I don't know how you can do it for this long. She has sat in a bath. For 16 hours. What? Yes. 16 hours. 16 hours. Can you believe that? But was she like reading? Was she watching a movie? Was someone else there? Like what's going on? No, 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 no. She fell asleep. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't really count. (laughs) Fell asleep in the bath and was in there for 16 hours. It's like... You know any sort of sci-fi movie where they've got the baddie character? Yeah. And you see their face and it's just like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like all wrinkly. Yeah. You know? That's what it looks like. Her feet look like 
it's not an image that you you know after a couple of hours in the bath you start to see your fingers sort of it's just a kind of yeah. I don't know how else to describe it yeah it's but that's probably the most accurate way to describe it oh, oh my goodness did she wake up and think she was in the middle of Castaway <laughs> like Tom Hanks and she's yelling for Wilson yeah, Wilson Wilson <laughs> no. But wow, 16 it, hours. It, it's quite amazing. It's an amazing sight, uh, what can happen when you are in the bath, or even if you're in the shower for too long. I don't know. How long do you reckon is too long in the shower? Is, is, there, is there a time that's too long in the shower for you? Look, I mean, I personally don't spend heaps and heaps and heaps of time in one session. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I love a bath. I don't do 16 hours. I could probably do an hour, and that'll do me. Mm. Um but then, like, the shower, for, particularly for us girls, like, it's a lot more maintenance in the shower. Like, you got hair and shaving and all that sort of stuff, exfoliation. So, it's more of a chore in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't spend a ton of time. Like, and also, we want to save water as well, fam. Um, so, I don't take particularly long showers. But, yeah, I definitely don't take 16-hour baths either. So I think I'm in the middle somewhere. <laughs> okay, so you're only averaging about an eight and a half hour at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is reasonable. It's very reasonable. It's fine, it's fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I'd love to know, right, when you've maybe overstayed your stay in a place <laughs> like a bath or a shower or, you know... How long? How long was too long for you in the bath or the shower? Because obviously, if you, if you do stay too long, there are some unfortunate ramifications oh, where you, you kind of turn into a sea urchin of some sorts. It, 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 it appears <laughs> it's not a great image. We might put it on our socials, or we may not, just to spare you from your eyes. Because oh, that's not nice. Well, well, it's not a sight for sore eyes, Kapow. Oh, see, I just think there's not enough moisturiser in the world to fix that. Not enough moisturiser for you and I combined. It's <laughs> Carl Cousin here for your Friday on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We're driving you home. Hey, I want to know, Bayside, when have you said thanks to something and then turned around, thought about it and said, actually, no, nah, I'm good. No, thank mm. you. Mm-hmm. Because a man has documented his experience over the week where he was asked by one of his best mates to be the god godfather of his daughter, his yeah. newborn baby. Yep. And that is quite an honour, particularly within the friendship space, to be chosen to be the responsible one to take care of your child should something happen, touch wood, touch wood. Yeah. Now, what has happened here is... This guy has asked his mate, hey, it would mean a lot to us. Like, what do you think? And he said it would be such an honor. And he's like, this is really exciting. Like, I'm just so happy about this. Mm. And then his mate turned around the next day and sent a contract. (laughs) Really? Now, before you even think about what could be on this contract, because, you know, it could just be some law-abiding document saying I'm officially the godfather. Typically doesn't happen, but, you know, we don't know what other justice systems are like. This one is quite interesting. I'm going to run you through what exactly was on this contract and what this friend expected his mate to, you know, agree to, to be the godfather. So first things first, the expectation was that this man had to convert religions. Okay. So that him and his goddaughter-to-be were on the same page with religion. Well, that's a large thing in itself. Yes. 
The next step is that this godfather was going to have to gift at least $500 for every single one of these religious party events. $500. $500 plus birthdays and Sorry. Christmas as well. Sorry. Then it gets worse. It was also the expectation of this godfather to save 25 grand over baby Jane's 18 years as a child so that it could be put away for her college tuition. Okay. Now, you know, the parents obviously didn't want to brunt him with all the costs, so they did say, we'll cover the rest, don't worry, but if you could just fork out that 25 grand, that would be fantastic. But then the list also goes on to include various other things, such as willing to cancel plans if they need baby Jane to go somewhere or yeah. even go on vacation with them. Mm-hmm. Now, I totally understand why this guy has doubled down on committing to this. Yeah. Because that is quite the contract. I think it would be easier to buy a house (laughs) and do all the logistics than to be the godfather. And if anything, I don't want to, like, you know, trash on Hollywood films. I think this could be the next instalment of the godfather. I just, where do you start? I mean, first of all, I'd love to know the religion because if it involves $500 for every significant event in your life, I'd like to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> first of all. But yeah, there's just so much to break down from that. Like, where do you start? Look, I mean, I think it begins and ends with money. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I always thought that family always means more than money. Uh, I, I, yeah, like, I, I just, I would never you know, throw that upon anybody. If I, if I had a child and then I was choosing people to be godparents, I wouldn't say to you, hey, you know, they also expect, or we also expect you to have all this for them when the time comes, when they need somebody, you know. Oh, it's just, I, have you got godparents, Kapow? I do. Um, mm. They're family members, my aunties. Mm. I've also been asked to be a godparent before. Yeah. To a child that didn't exist. It was all hypothetical. But um, that conversation got pretty real pretty quickly. And um, I also was thinking maybe I might do what this guy did and say thanks, but no thanks. Um, (laughs) When it involves a contract. When it involves a contract. If it involves reading, that'll do me. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I just, you hear all the time stories about like people at weddings, like wedding parties and being dramatic. And um, this is the first story and it appears there's a lot to get through in it. So, yes. Yeah, no, like I I don't know about you, but we talk here, we don't have to write or it doesn't involve any kind of reading, so I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah. No numbers. <laughs> no numbers, no figures, just us <laughs> talking. A couple of 20-somethings talking, that's what you get. All we get is donuts. (laughs) That's all we eat sometimes as well. (laughs) Kapow. Yeah. Look, I I think this happened to me about 12 months ago, but it's starting to happen again, and I'm a little worried. If you were growing an isolation beard, this is staying a remote show. No, no, (laughs) no. No, not that far yet. I might go there again, depending on... Nope, nope, nope. It's a hard no, and you're probably not wrong there because if I was to grow it, then I would have questions asked of me at my workplace, and I don't want that. Yeah, no, okay, I won't do that. But it's not that. I, <laughs> I'm starting to have weird dreams again, and they're involving people in my everyday life. 
You're not swimming to shore again, are you? No, it's not, it's not like that. It's not like where the picture disappears and I feel like I'm swimming and I'm sick or anything like that. I touch wood. I don't, I don't think it's anything like that, no. But it's just, it's very, very weird. And, and I can reveal one of them to you because one of them it doesn't involve you, but it involves somebody who's been featured on the program before. Our boy, oh. our boy Dane. 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 Dane the man. Anyway. <laughs> this is just a very obscure... I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm not the only one here because... I think even you said last year that you were having some obscure dreams a little bit. Yes. You know, I I, I don't think I'm the only one here that's in, in, in this the same boat. But I dreamt that Dane got a new job, of all things. Right. He got yeah. a new job because we know it's that he's moved regionally. We've said that before. And I had a dream that he got a job back in Melbourne. Okay. And the funny thing about this dream is he was trying to contact me all day and for some reason the messages weren't coming through to me. Okay. And then I've checked my phone late at night as I'm going to sleep and then all these... Like, picture your phone getting 100,000 notifications at one time. That's what I had. I was... Like, it was just like dinging like, no tomorrow. I got all these notifications, all these messages coming through and Dane's like... This is so cool. Guess what, man? I've got this new job. Blah, 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 blah. Why aren't you responding? Like, well, I'm getting, getting all these messages. And then eventually I just call him and then I speak to him. And then the dream ended. And it was just, I don't know. I think it's very easy to read that dream. Dane, he misses you. I you think got I a do. message, Bianco. No, no, we talked. We called up the other day. We went to the footy. Yeah, well, obviously it's left a lasting impact on you. Well, if that's the one dream I'm talking about, you'd hate to know about the other one. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I hate to think. Well, actually, there's two other ones that spring to mind. I don't want I don't want to get too detailed. Look, it doesn't involve anything cringy. Well, it is a little bit... It's a little bit cringy. Yeah. So, I'd, I'd, I'd rather not go there, but I'd love to know <laughs> whether or not I'm the only one that... <laughs> That mate, maybe it's like a seasonal thing. It's a yearly thing around about this time of year, as we approach June, the six month mark of a year, where your mind starts to be blown a little bit, and you're like, ah, oh, I don't know, thinking of a hundred thousand different things at once, and because yeah. I, I read somewhere that the the thing that you looked at before you go to bed, or like one of the most recent things that you've looked at tends to appear in your dream if you dream. Ooh. Have you heard that before? I hear the ones where if you're dreaming about someone, it's because the person was thinking about you before you go to bed. Maybe that's it. Dane was sitting there thinking I miss Carl, and then you dreamt that you miss Dane. No, no. So now that has me intrigued because if the people that I'm dreaming about are thinking about me... Then I've just got a hundred thousand questions about why they're thinking about me. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that has me intrigued now. Well, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> You've got me even more intrigued on my dreaming patterns, and maybe we should get a dreaming expert. Oh on my the gosh, talk could about. we please? I've got some great ones. I'd love someone to explain the one where I it was like a three second dream where a bird ate me. I'd love to know what that meant. <laughs> the bird ate you. Literally. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty do, bad. Do you know what? I'm going to call you Swooper from now on. 
Oh no, that's what the bird did to me. I tried to run. It was oh, no. bad. But the amount of times we come together and you start talking about birds in your life that scare you. Oh, can I tell you? I'm seeing a lot of magpie activity at the moment. It's oh, not no. your time, guys. Back off. Squawk off. Honestly, they're like prancing around. And I was like, is it spring yet? Leave me alone. They're very topical, the magpies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> say no anyway. More, say no more. Say, say no, no more. more. Anyway, let us know. 0404 Have you found yourself in a situation like I have, which involves dreaming a lot lately and weird kind of dreams? It's Carl and Catherine here for your Friday on 88.3. <laughs> I don't like to bring the tone down on this program, but I kind of sometimes have to kapow. Cause this oh, is, do you? This is really sad. A childhood icon. I talk about the fat... Oh, sorry. No, it's not the fat. The very hungry caterpillar. Yeah. The author, Eric Carl, who we we have a, a name that we share somewhat. His last name is Carl. My name is Carl. <laughs> he passed Excellent. away... Unfortunately, the author. Oh, no. And I'm very sad about it because The Very Hungry Caterpillar is like the first book you ever get exposed to as a child. I love that book. And I feel like in these COVID times, it sums up me stress eating perfectly. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You don't look obtuse like that. Hey, you don't say that. (laughs) But... That was such a good read. And you're like, what is this caterpillar going to eat next? Because it's such a lengthy book that you actually forget. So it's a surprise. It is. Yeah. But it's like, I I can think of two books that I looked at first as a child that I can really remember reading. The Very Hungry Caterpillar was one of them. And the other one was books by Mem Fox. Oh, iconic. Was it Koala Lou? I think it was. Yeah. Koala Lou, I do love you. I always have and always, or something like that. That didn't rhyme like I remembered it. (laughs) (laughs) You clearly took a lot away from it. See, my favourite growing up was my mum used to read it to me all the time. It was called It's Time for Bed. Oh, yes. And it was like, yeah, the and it would be like, it's time for bed, little sheep, little sheep. And it was all the animals saying goodnight. It was great. That was sheep, for those wondering. Bah, that. Yes, that. Not, not sheep, <laughs> as in like, it's time for bed, put your sheet over your head. Don't do that. Not yeah, encouraged no. at all. Not at no. all. No no, 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 no. No, 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 no. See, why do you have to take it there? It's uh, a nice, wholesome segment. Well, I've said that we are adapting to the times. We are not broadcasting from where we normally broadcast today. Yeah. So I want it on the record that people know that sometimes where you sound like you're saying one thing that you're saying the other thing. Okay? I'm okay. just putting it out there. You know, the other one that I vaguely remember, and this was a revelation by me a couple of weeks ago because I also remember, not only did I remember reading this, but I also remember dressing up as this person. Do you remember who I'm talking about, Kapow? If it's the Wizard of Oz again. No. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something that's red and it's live. <gasps> Clifford the Big Red Dog. Clifford. I dressed up as Clifford when I was younger. That's really cute. See, I never got on the Clifford bandwagon until it was too late. I just, it was never introduced to me. Yeah. Um, but what a shot. And then it turned into the TV show as well. I love Clifford. I feel like Bananas and Pajamas played a big part of my childhood too. What will never not be funny to me is the rat in the hat. The rat in the hat? Yeah. In What's... Bananas in Pyjamas. 
Was there a rat in a hat and bananas yeah. in pajamas? Yeah, and he would walk around. And he's like, "I'm a rat. I'm a rat." It was fantastic. How do you not remember the oh, rat in the hat? Oh yes, yeah, that rings a bell. I just love like the character development. It's like, all right, so we're gonna have a rat in amongst the the bananas. What's his personality trait gonna be? Hat. He's a rat in a hat. Fantastic. Speaking of rats, that's just reminded me of the Basil Brush show. <gasps> he wasn't a rat. He was sort of, yeah, he looked like a rat. He wasn't a rat. What was he? I'm going to look it up. Hang on, please hold. <laughs> Basil, Basil Brush. <laughs> boom, boom. That was a great show. He was so sassy for a kid's show. He was a he was a fox Bianco and a very well-dressed fox. Look at him. Well, see, I could be mistaken for thinking that he wasn't a fox because if you look at his front teeth, it looks like a rat. Hey, you don't say that. Just because someone's teeth look a little different doesn't mean they're a different species. Oh, the you I... take one thing away from the show today. That's what I want you to do. Oh, I tell irony. you what. Yeah, okay. Vintage Basil Brush looks a bit tired. Vintage. I didn't realise that he was, yeah, he's been around for a while. He has been. I don't even know if Basil Brush actually is around anymore, though. I, is it really that old? Apparently, Basil Brush first appeared in 1962. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He looks a little bit, like, different. He's got a, um, like, a checkered suit on, whereas we know him for having the green jacket. Okay, so I've just blown my own mind by finding that out today. Well, there you go. I found a great picture, a collab of Basil Brush and Lala the Teletubby, which is like the stuff of nightmares. Do I really, really, do I really we, want to see it? I think this could be our new promo pick. Okay, let me put our heads on it and I'll put it up on our socials. All right, done. I'm sending it to you right now. Great. Thanks for that. See, so, we're productive in this remote office. Never not productive. I think out of this, I've been inspired now to write my own children's book. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what would that look like? I hate to think. I had a, heard a great story, Bianco, from mm. one of my co-workers the other day. Mm. And I can't stop laughing about it. Like, it's an image that is so burned into my mind that it's all I think about now. And I almost feel like this is the new way to consume this food. So I was at work and I was talking to a colleague who had to work at another store. This is within my retail life. Yeah. And this store at the moment is going through a process where a lot of things are getting thrown out. Mm. And so my coworker had spaghetti bolognese that she was really excited to have on her lunch break. (laughs) And she was like, I'm not going to bring utensils because they've got this great like tray out the back full of disposable like knives and forks. And, you know, why bring cutlery when it's all there for me? So anyway, she goes into work and she's ready for her lunch break, heads out the back, and can she find the tub of utensils? No. Nah, been thrown out. Nope. And so she was working a very long shift by herself and she was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to eat my spaghetti bolognese? Because you've hit rock bottom. If you're eating it with your bare hands, that's rock bottom. And so she's searching around the back room trying to figure out something and then she saw it. What, someone who just happened to have some chopsticks, like unused disposable chopsticks, in like one of their tubs. So she used that and ate spaghetti bolognese with chopsticks. And she said it's like te- a taste sensation. You appreciate the spaghetti more. And I'm just like, she said, I don't think I can go back to using a fork now. No, you're fucking kidding me. I'm telling you right now, there is no way you can use chopsticks... 
But I mean, there is a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And if it was spaghetti bologna, as in like spag bowl, as yeah. it's commonly referred to as, with the strippy sort of pasta, then... <laughs> what? Strippy sort of well, pasta. You, you know, I don't, I don't know the best way to describe it. Stri- like, yeah, like, like fettuccine. The, fettuccine, yeah, like the line. Strippy, strippy, liney pasta. You know, because I'm not a big fan of the old traditional spag bowl. Wow, that's a bombshell. Is it? What did it ever do to you? It's just my least favourite pasta, spaghetti. Oh. I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. Myself. Oh. I'm a fan of pasta, but that kind of pasta. You know, I prefer like a linguine as opposed to a... Yeah, anyway, that's just me. Yep. Personal preferences. Strippy pasta is the go. Not for me. Sorry. Look, if that's the only thing on the menu and nothing else is real appealing, then I will probably go for it. But it's not... If I go to an Italian restaurant, I'm not saying to them, give me spaghetti bolognese, give me the strippy pasta. I'll give you the red hottie. That's just me. (laughs) Well, would you, so yeah. Well, apparently chopsticks is the way to go. So I want to know oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. When have you had to improvise? Because my coworker did, and it turned out for the best. Apparently, I didn't even know the chopsticks would be like strong enough because pasta is quite heavy once it's cooked. Yeah, no, oh, definitely it is. It turns from you know something that you feel like you're gonna swat like a mosquito with to what. Well, you know when you you sort of get pasta, the spaghetti bolognese type fettuccine pasta, yeah. it comes in a packet and it almost feels like, you know when you get one of those fly swatters? Oh my God. That's my, <laughs> that's my comparison for you. It's like you're going to swat it, swat it, swat it. I thought the strippy pasta was going to be the worst thing you said, but nope, you continue to surprise me. But that's what I'm here for. I... Aimed, please, and I aim no to No wonder surprise. you don't like the strippy pasta. It's just, it. no, I don't like it. I'm more, you know, go for the butterfly ones. I don't know if you've had the butterfly. That's really tasty. Or just normal penne. Penne pasta, right, with a bolognese sauce or a Napoli sauce, which is just a tomatoey sauce. There is nothing better, though I say that, and there is a lot better than that, actually. Um... <laughs> I like I like ravioli, a good ravioli. Oh, ravioli is good. Oh, but mushroom also, ravioli, magnificent. Yeah, and then there's like you can have a carbonara, but it's like, oh, that sounded a very bogan way to say carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> I should be saying that a lot better with my Italian genes. Carbonara, that's better. <laughs> you can get, you can make a carbonara, and you can have like a sort of a tomatoey sauce. Mixing with mix it in, and you have like sun dried tomatoes. There is a name for it. I can't remember though. I think yeah, it's like a Milano or something like that. And you have sun dried tomatoes and mushrooms. Mm. Magnificent. Sounds like you could eat that with chopsticks too. No, I wouldn't advise. Wouldn't advise it. But you know, you talk about things where you've had to improvise. We've had to do it a lot because a lot of the time when we order drinks, we don't get straws. Oh. <laughs> Can I tell you real quick? This is probably more of a story for our team than it is um, the actual Bayside. Or Bayside. Yeah, Bayside. Um, Bayside. I was driving people home the other night before, mm. obviously, restrictions. Yeah. And I said, can you get something out of the glove box? And there were all these straws. And they're like, what's this about? And I'm like, oh, they're emergency straws now because um, we don't get straws. 
Well, that's a revelation to me in itself. I didn't realise that you actually had straws in oh, your... Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a new addition just for this reason. Well, okay then. Good on you for doing that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Carl and Catherine driving you home. I'm hoping that a lot of you are still with your significant others after what's happened during the week, Kapow. I look, yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard, but there was some kind of moon that happened <gasps> during the week. I put all my crystals out. Super flower blood moon. Apparently that's what they're calling it. If you looked up at the sky at nine-ish on Wednesday night, you saw a red thing up in the sky that doesn't happen very often, but it happens often enough. And when it does happen, it drives people insane, apparently. Yeah, apparently too, it really triggers Sagittarius people. So if you know any Sagittarius people in your life, excuse them this week because, um, yeah, apparently the moon really triggers Sagittarius. Oh, but it's not just Sagittarius, Kapow. It's also Aries and Leos as well. Yes. You. What have you been like this week? Me, 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 me. I think I've been okay. I don't know. You be the judge of it. You've you've seen me or spoken to me a couple of times this week. Have yeah. I seemed okay? Not a jitterbug? Oh, you're always a bit of a jitterbug, but I don't know. I, I'd be interested to know how producer Jack was going because he's also a Leo. Maybe it's a good thing we're producing remotely. The two of you would be a nightmare if I was in there with you. Well, that's exactly right. For those who have just joined us, you've missed the first hour and we're disappointed in you. However, we are. we're broadcasting remotely today for a few obvious reasons. We sound a little bit different, so bear with us. If it sounds a bit different and you can't tolerate us, well, you probably can't tolerate us anyway, but you have to. <laughs> this might be better for you. <laughs> um, just to follow up, producer Jack has just messaged saying he's been a mess this week. <laughs> and for those wondering, Cancer, Scorpios, and Pisces. Is that how you say Pisces. Well, oh my gosh. for the record, I didn't say feces. I didn't say what comes out of the... <laughs> that was dangerously close. <laughs> I said, that was my attempt at Pisces. <laughs> oh. I didn't realise they're water signs. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. Hmm. But see, okay. it's confusing because as an Aquarius whose sign is water, I'm an air sign. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Do you feel like you're on air very often? Oh, always. I'm always walking on air. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> anyway, I'd but love yeah, to... Yeah, supermoon. Yeah, I'd love to know whether you've ever actually found yourself in a situation where a moon... Because there is that age-old, oh, it must be a full moon saying that gets thrown out. Every time we see a moon, oh, people are acting very strange today. Is it a full moon outside? And I don't know if that applies for if you wake up and it's daytime, right? The sun is out, blue sky, and you look... Have you ever wondered why the moon sometimes appears during the day? Yeah, but then again, the moon's entitled to be a bit confused. We all are at times, and sometimes it just wants to party a bit longer. Fair enough, moon. Yeah, but I'd love to know, though, because the saying is that it not only is it, you know, it's a full moon, but these things tend to affect relationships. Yes. I don't think it's really affected us, despite me being a Leo. Like, we seem to be okay today. I, I don't know. Maybe you can be the judge. Are we do? Are we okay? You okay? <laughs> I think I'm okay. I, I I don't know. It's Carl and Kathleen here Friday on eighty eight point three Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We're with you. 
We're driving you home and we're with you. Uh, but we're just, more importantly, we're with you. Bianco, I feel like I'm not the only person whose weekend plans have changed as a result of this lockdown. 100%. And we absolutely feel for everybody who's going through this because I was meant to have a hen's night oh, no. on Saturday. Oh, no. And being in the bridal party, we've been planning for ages what we were going to do and we had mm. a whole day lined up mm. and then obviously now we can't do any of it no you can't and so the problem is we're at the point at the moment where we're trying to sort of put these plans and somehow turn them virtual at least a little bit mm. and i want to know has anyone actually planned a big event over zoom like this like, I'm not talking about, like, a birthday, but, like, a big monumental thing that people always think about. It could be a wedding. It could be anything. What have you had to adapt over Zoom, and what did you do to make it fun? Because I'm really needing ideas at the moment. Well, I know for a fact, and I will be doing this again this weekend, I had, I was involved with a lot of remote trivia. Yes. And... So, like, but where it got fun was we would make the trivia about each other. See, this is what I want to do for the hens. I think you should. Yeah. Because you have to make a hens interesting. But then my next question is, generally on hens and bucks nights, there mm -hmm. are people that are above the age of 18 that might appear. So, how do you do that, you know, yeah, when... <laughs> remotely? Or is there an agreed that's not happening? Look, I don't think that's happening. Um it, I would be surprised if it happened personally. However, I don't know because what we were meant to do was like a high tea and then have the proper hens. Okay. And so we're trying to adapt for a whole heap of people to jump on this thing. And I just want to make it fun. And I'm taking suggestions. 0404 I think I'm going into an emergency bridesmaids meeting after this show. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show how quickly things can change. And I just, yeah, hosting a big online event it's going to be interesting. Well, do you know what's funny but not so funny about the situation you find yourself in right now? What? You are organising a hen's night remotely 10 years after Bridesmaids movie came out. I know. And you know what is about, like, what's funny about that is obviously on Monday I was talking about how hard it was to find a pink dress. Yes. Guys, it arrived and it fitted. Yeah. Can't wear it now. Oh, well, And so it looks... Exactly like the ones in the bridesmaids like movie posters, like but that hang pink. On. Hang on, was this for the hens that dress? Yeah. Oh, but you can still wear it. Yeah, but it's like hens themed, you know. So we're gonna do it eventually later down the track. What we were gonna do anyway. But now I've got this reminder just hanging over my door of what was gonna be my amazing weekend, which is now being cancelled. Can you wear it on Monday? No. Why not? No. I think it'd be funny if you rocked up on Monday. In a hen's dress. And it just do you want me to, I'll show up in exactly hair and makeup, everything, what I was going to do. At least that way your effort isn't wasted. You know, you've still used it on the weekend you were supposed to use it. Off the back yeah. of the weekend. That'll be an easy 2am alarm. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. You know how I spoke to you earlier about the woman that found herself asleep for 16 hours in a bath? You can just say that you've been going for 16 hours in your hen's dress. Well, that was what was going to happen, well, but um, okay. now... Right. So you may have actually ended up at Southern FM in it anyway. Who knows? It, it's very comfy. It's like a knitted thing. Ooh. Really, I'd be it would be chilly for the morning, but it's yeah. very cute. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good anyway, yeah. I'm taking suggestions. Let me know how to make it fun because I think it's going to be a bit Mission Impossible. 
Well, yeah, it, it, I hate to say, but it, it might be. But you can still make it as fun as possible. Yes. And you, you know what? I said, is there, were you contemplating having something that, you know, over the age of 18, you, you, you generally have at nights like this? There are other ways you can incorporate that, Kapow, but I think I might talk to you about them off air. Good call. Good Just, call. You know, I don't, I don't want to put things into people's minds, you know, about that when it comes to these things. But I'll, I'll let you know because I feel like it's still important to incorporate something like that. Well, we appreciate your event management. Thank you. I'm a good event management. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> He's currently working on <laughs> managing his words, yes. but we'll get to the events at some point. I'll get there eventually. It's Carl and Catherine here on 88.3 Southern FM. If you have any advice for Kapow, what she can do for this hands night, let us know. Let us know, please. Sibling rivalry, it's a big thing, and... You know, you have your banter with your siblings, or sibling, Kapow. Yeah, that would siblings. be a bombshell if there was more than one. I know, same with me. I only have the one. Well, I mean, you, you consider your dog a sibling. I think you kind no, of No, that's a bit weird. Well, That being said, though, I have a friend that's parents um, actually made him refer to their dog as his brother. Okay, look, I wouldn't go to that extreme length. It's... Norman and Fifi, for those who are wondering, yeah. that's our respective pet names. Hey, speaking of pets, though, before I go on to what I was going to talk about <laughs> in relation to siblings, have you heard that people more and more these days are taking, like, pet relief weeks off? I did hear this. Oh, what? I mean, fair enough. Sometimes you actually do have to look after your yeah. beloved fur babies, fur children, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. But I find it quite amazing. I actually have a work colleague... <laughs> funnily enough, who has a young fur child. Yeah. And when she first got her fur child, she was on holidays for a couple of weeks or fur child leave for a couple of weeks until the fur child got used to where she lived and everything. Fun fact for you. Well, there you go. Anyway, the story I was trying to get to, which I'm at right now, is the Hemsworths, really well known across the world, you know, and there is three Hemsworth brothers for those who don't know. A lot of people think it's just Liam and Chris. No, no, there's Luke as well. Luke. And there's been a bit of sibling banter between Luke and Chris because Chris, of course, is filming 100,000 different movies in Australia now mm-hmm. that they're moving a lot of productions to Australia to be filmed. And he's had to get a bit more tone, a bit fitter than what he has been because he's probably been living life back home for a little bit. And that's fine. You know, if he's doing that, that's great. But to do a role like, well, what's he playing? And Thor, Thor. that's it. That's the one. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. He's had to get a little bit more fitter. And he's had a bit of a crack at Luke, not Liam, Luke, for being a bit unfit and not keeping up with his fitness habits. Now, Oh, that's mean. I just, but I don't know about you, but I a lot of the time have my sister on my back saying, have you gone to the gym today, Carl? No. Oh, that's harsh. She loves to do that. I, yeah. I love my that brother kind. does too. What is yeah. up with these younger siblings oh. being like Michelle Bridges? I don't know, but I think they need to stop. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. It'd be nice if they stopped. Yeah. But in saying that, I'd love to know when you've had that kind of sibling banter or rivalry with your sibling as well, your brother or your sister or stepbrother or sister or just somebody that you might see as a sibling, you know. Yeah. 
Well, in the our um, second lockdown, our big lockdown, mm. my brother and I had a fitness competition and we were like, I was probably the fittest I'd been since I did dancing. We were working out every day and wow. competing that way. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty good. He has since gone on to continue working out. I have not. Um, mm. But who knows? This other lockdown may spur it again. I don't know. I think my sister and I, we were just competing the first one that could get to the fridge. <laughs> But that's a story for another day. Hey, I think we're pretty much done. What a show it's been. We've we've been in the remote studio. We've gotten through it, and that's what matters most. That That's exactly it. We've adapted. That was the word you were looking for earlier. Adapt. Not accommodate. Adapt. Accommodate. But accommodate also works. Yeah, but, not as but, good. Yeah. But anyway, guys, we will see you bright and early Monday morning, hopefully in the same studio. Yes, we imagine we will be, but we don't know. We'll find out on Monday, I suppose. That's it. Stay safe, everybody. Have a good, responsible weekend, whatever you're doing. Take care. Don't leave your house unless it's for one of the key five things that we all know about. Correct. And um, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great one. Take care. See you later. Bye. Drive with Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.